I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. So, what's up this week? Uh, more of the same. I don't know. I've been like recording videos of myself playing guitar and then like deleting them without watching them because listening to myself play guitar is worse than listening to myself talk on a podcast or do comedy oh that's impressive (laughs) i know right just when you think it couldn't get worse (laughs) oh my god i've been uh pretending that i have a a cooking show on my instagram story (laughs) Yeah, how's that going? Are you getting good responses or? Definitely, yeah. I w- I did it the first time I did it. I was like, this is embarrassing, and then the responses were really good. And then I was like, ah, I just will keep doing this yeah, because good, people then. are being really nice about it. It is so awkward though because like obviously Mike's just like in the living room. <laughs> He's not paying attention though, right? <laughs> He's not paying attention, but then he watches all of them and responds to them. <laughs> okay that's funny um i'm like why are you watching you can sit you can watch me in the living room if you really want to (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't understand any of the the processes he's like oh that's how you make that (laughs) yeah he's like yeah that thing you ate tonight (laughs) we're learning (laughs) yeah Um, So that's been fun. That's fun. I need to do laundry really bad, but even having nothing else to do isn't spurring me to actually do things I need to do. Dude, I I told you this, I think, but my mom roasted the fuck out of me last week. She was like, oh, you're so bored, do your laundry. I was like, oh. (laughs) How did you know that I needed to do laundry? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying I'm bored. You know when you when you're you say you're bored, it just it just means I don't have anything fun. Just acknowledge to it, do yeah. right now. You know, like I've just been. I feel like my life right now is just skirting around various things that I don't want to do. I'm like, oh, I don't want to exercise, but I guess I want to exercise more than I want to clean. <laughs> I, I don't want to clean, but I guess I want to clean more than I want to work. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's a hierarchy like, I guess I'll do this. of necessary tasks, unfortunately. <laughs> I've been like going on hour long walks every day and just like looking for dogs. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I taught Mike was saying today that he he looks out for dogs now because I, I taught him that by extension of constantly looking out for dogs. That's good. It's it's a good pastime. Well, it's like if you're not looking out for dogs, you're not maximizing the amount of like cute and enjoyable things that you can see in your day. Exactly. Yeah. You're just like you're not taking full advantage. You need to practice mindfulness on your walk. By yeah, by looking for dogs or cats. I was not practicing mindfulness on my walk yesterday and I stepped in a huge fucking piece of dog shit. Oh my god. (laughs) Now my blundstones are on the porch. Okay. No. <laughs> that's horrible yeah i uh that happened today i mean we're really getting to know the streets of gatineau um local heads know we're not so we're not allowed to cross between provinces 
now, and I don't know if this is happening all over Canada, but you told me, right, that people aren't, they close the border between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, right? Yeah, pretty early on. Mm-hmm. So now the, the, uh, the border between Ontario and Quebec is crossed. So Sophie and I are once again separated. <laughs> um, legally, yeah. Legally separated, yeah. So um, most of the nice places to, to walk or run, you actually, like, you cross across the bridge. Yeah, into like Ontario I, um so we're really going to know the local area honestly I like it it's just that everything there's so many like graffiti walls and stuff it looks like you're just in a music video it's very all the time. over there mm-hmm. it um, looks very different yeah we were walking down actually like quite a nice trail today but then there was like what I think was like a cover that you would put over a dildo. <laughs> oh my god. Just in the middle of the path. There's like a <laughs> weird guy sprinting um, who's like wearing a backpack. Mike said he looked like he was running somewhere to hack something. Perfect. He was just like sprinting for like 200 meters and then stopping and stra- like rolling his ankles and then sprinting for another 200 meters. Jesus. Uh. Yeah. I tried to cross the bridge the other day with my roommate and there was like cops like asking mm-hmm. people why they were crossing the bridge. Yeah. And she was like, just lie and say that we live in Quebec. And I was like, no, we don't have ID. Like we don't, I don't have like a health, Quebec health card or something. They're definitely going to ask. Yeah, and then what are you going to do two hours later when you got to cross back? Lie and say you live in Ontario. Yeah, like, I don't know how strict they are and stuff. It seems like it's just peak times, but I think it's a good thing for now. I think it's positive, too. You know, I'm not going to cry about uh, not being able to cross the border. Although, I will say I live in a food desert. Yeah. So I'm singing a far different tune than I would be if I didn't have a car or I didn't um, have access to grocery delivery. Yeah, that would be really hard. Because people who live close to where I do, like, so for example, friend of the pod, Maddie, used to cross the border in order to shop at, like, the local Asian market, Kowloon, because it's, like, actually the closest grocery store to where she lives that you can get to on foot, besides, like, you know convenience stores and stuff it's been really hard to find um like fresh and frozen produce for example over here yeah that's yeah that's the worst thing about living in Gatineau yeah there's no uh if you if you're relying on transit or you mostly get around on foot or even on your bike there's not a there's not a lot of options for getting Mm. food or at least not you know fresh food that you can home cook <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah mm. should we talk about stuff yeah let's do it all right big news this week uk prime minister boris johnson um has contracted the coronavirus and is in pretty bad shape He's been put into intensive care as of yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's elderly and infirm, and the UK may have to um, quickly shove into place an interim prime minister. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, 
they're claiming he's doing fine, but I don't really believe that. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're doing fine, are you usually in ICU? Exactly. <laughs> Pretty ironic, though, considering he basically had said, like, we're going to rely on herd immunity and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, his policy approach and, like, the statements that he made were kind of egregiously irresponsible. Or as some, some would say, I guess, um, he was taking an unconventional approach. Yeah, <laughs> stupid, stupid approach. Um, <laughs> to uh, how to attack this virus head on. And he was actually, he's kind of like bragging about shaking hands and kissing babies at the coronavirus ward. Yeah, oh my and, god. And uh, surprise, surprise, he caught it. <laughs> well, you get what you get, I guess, eh? Rest in peace. I just want to know, uh, preemptively, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, soon, I guess. Uh-uh. I just want to know what is it that makes, like, conservative Western political leaders have to have that, like, red face, wind-blown, light blondish white hair Right? Combo? Like, even Trump look very similar in some ways. It's an, it's an aesthetic. It, it kind of leads me to believe that, you know, what's inside really can <laughs> influence what happens on the outside. What, the what happens on the outside? It doesn't inspire confidence in me, I'll say that. His hair is fucking crazy. <laughs> Honestly, if the... <laughs> this just isn't how like epidemics work or I guess pandemic sorry this isn't how the spread of disease works but if he had managed to pull off the herd immunity thing and actually like was totally fine after shaking the hands and stuff it would have been such like a populist win you know what I mean like it would have been really really good for him politically if he had managed (laughs) to somehow pull it off but (laughs) he's like so sick (laughs) (laughs) It's just so ironic. Oh, my God. Well, there are people who really respond to that kind of, like, uh, fearless leader sort of thing, right? Like, big man on campus. I can't be taken down by any sort of virus. I'm not scared of it. I'm here for, like, the people sort of thing. But life comes at you fast, I guess. (laughs) Better watch out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he's not the first political leader to have officially contracted COVID, right? No, he's not. And we know that Justin Trudeau also had COVID because his wife had it. Yeah, definitely. You know, he at least had it asymptomatically. Yeah, he said that... Yeah, exactly. And I think there was a couple... Who was it? One of the South American presidents, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I guess we'll see who's going to be the first one to die from it, though. That is the question. You have to think about it, though. Even if these people aren't running around intention- basically intentionally contracting COVID like Boris Johnson did, um, like, people that are in roles like international political leaders are still going to be at a high probability of catching it just due to the amount of international travel. Yeah, and... there's definitely some bias to that as well, right? Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, not that these people are more stressed than the average, like, wage worker or whatever, but 
if you're traveling internationally, you're shaking a bunch of hands and, you know, you are in a job that is, quote, high stress that can really run down your immune system. Obviously, these people are going to be likely to catch it. And also, if they do catch it or get really sick from it or die from it, obviously, that's going to leave uh, a lot of room for political instability (laughs) yeah so they should probably be taking it seriously (laughs) definitely at least as a means of communicating to their their citizens or their constituents that it needs to be taken seriously yeah definitely it's just i i i don't know i can't say i'm upset about it i just think it's very funny (laughs) no i don't listen i don't fucking care Do do i seem like i don't care you know but under under the circumstances, it's uh, it's particularly you know obviously I'm not gonna cheer for anyone to die, um, <laughs> but in in this case I I just think it, it's quite ironic like you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. People are, um, like I just like I think it's hard to know what to do like as a political leader like what to say because of course you want to take it as seriously as possible but then it's like you have to run the fine line of like being serious about it and not being um like reactionary or like alarmist right yeah you don't you don't want to be like a fear monderer i guess but you do need to communicate the gravity of the situation yeah exactly no better way to do that than to contract it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you you can't speak to <laughs> everyone's sensibilities, obviously, but there are some people that the more seriously you take it also, um, the more they're going to assume it's some sort of government conspiracy or something. That's a big take, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's you, true. You've definitely seen that, I'm assuming, you know, with like kind of anti-vaxxer. Yeah, totally. Types, you know, the fake virus. <laughs> yeah, anti-vaxxers are really thriving in this environment, eh? Yeah, so I'm sure they have lots to they have lots to say about the efficacy of herd immunity. <laughs> exactly. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> well, a famous anti-vaxxer is really uh, making some choices right now. Is Tristan Calabria an anti-vaxxer? She is, yeah. Oh my god, that's why she's such an idiot. Yeah, that she's an anti-vaxxer. Okay, so... Kristen Cavallari. I went down a rabbit hole with Kristen Cavallari, and then I also forced Sophie to go down it with me. <laughs> um, by sending her this, like, 200-tweet thread about what Kristen Cavallari is up to during the pandemic, and... So she and her family and her hairdresser, which is just peak stupid rich person, were traveling together. Um, and they were in the Bahamas. They currently are in the Bahamas, I think. And basically, they were just acting, they were on vacation and they were just acting like none of this was going on. Yeah, like they just kept being like, oh, like you gotta travel while you can. Yeah, so the when they were under criticism for just acting like they were still on vacation, they started telling people that the Bahamas had put on place a travel ban so that they were actually stuck in the Bahamas. 
Um, yeah, which but, is not true. Exactly. So people did the research. Not only did the Bahamas not have a travel ban on, it got to the point where the Bahamas asked any foreigners who were in the Bahamas to leave via any commercial means that were still available to them. Okay? So they were actually being asked to leave, but they were pretending they were stuck. Now it seems like they probably actually are stuck. And that was part of the message when the Bahamas asked foreigners to go home. They were saying, you know, you have to leave because, hey, we don't have like the medical infrastructure to care for all the people that are here um, for pleasure right now. And B, if you end up stuck here, you could be stuck here indefinitely. Yeah, exactly. And there was like a fairly decent window of time where people were able to leave. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I think this all started happening or, you know, like they started coming under fire for being in the Palmas around like the second week of March. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of March, it became really clear that they should not have been there. And then uh, they were asked to leave, and then now they're actually, I think, stuck there at the end of the first week of April. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who, like, okay, who even is Kristen Cavallari? Like, what, like... Okay, I'm going to age myself here. What gives her the right? Oh, (laughs) do you you mean to ask me why is she famous? Yes. Okay, she was on Laguna Beach. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's the loser. she's like the frenemy of Lauren Conrad. If this okay m- means anything to anyone, so Tristan Cavall- <laughs> so Tristan Cavallari uh, was on Laguna Beach with against as opposed to Lauren Conrad, uh, or in opposition to Lauren Conrad, I guess, as the two kind of like female leads who always had drama. Yeah. This is just like representing. And then the whole she was on the. In the first... She's on the hills, I think okay. maybe. Yeah. And I think she has her own reality TV show now. Yeah, and of course nobody watches that, but she was definitely a celebrity. In the, I guess like mid two thousands. Okay. Like in the kind of like. Mm, two thousands. 2010 era right okay yeah yeah I've heard the name before but I just like I never knew what she was on you know yeah she's famous around this you know like Audrina Paratridge and Brody Jenner yeah Spencer Heidi Heidi and Spencer right all from this all from the same uh same pack She's really just representing the whole, like, major issue here, which is just, like, rich people that have too much money and too much time going places and spreading diseases by traveling. Yeah, they, they really didn't read the room, and, like, this, this thread was beautiful. If I, if I remember who did it all... Uh... It was Claire Downs. Okay, Claire Downs. Beautiful, beautiful thread. It was a, a really thrilling piece of investigative journalism that should be up for several awards, in my opinion. Um, but it was, like, increasingly clear that things all over the world are shutting down. People are, people are getting sick. People are being put out of work. You know, grocery store shelves are empty. 
And meanwhile, Tristan Cavallari is hanging out with her hairdresser and they're posting videos of themselves <laughs> working out every day on the beach. It's, yeah, it's just like probably the worst PR move she ever could have made, I think. Mm. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, how do you come back from this? It's too, it went on for, it's gone on for so long. Like, it's not even like, oh, little bit tone deaf didn't realize how serious it was. It's like, we all know how serious this is. I love it when people blatantly lie for stuff that can be so easily disproven. Like, oh, we weren't allowed to leave the Bahamas. It's like, no, you definitely were. (laughs) No, they're they're begging you to leave. You just didn't want to try your vacation short. And how rich do you have to be to bring your hairstylist with you on vacation? Right? Like, why do you need that? So you look good in photos, I guess. So that you can look good when you're working out on the beach every day during coronavirus. Oh my god, imagine it, how good I would look if someone had to, <laughs> someone came to my house and styled my hair like every time I went for a run through the dildo and dog shit infested oh trails god. near my house. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Let's move on. Should we talk about Doug Ford again, a little bit of Can Paul. It's time for a Can Paul. <laughs> this is another sound that we can't make oh God. remotely. So I hope you guys feel like the podcast is the same and that we're maintaining chemistry even though we're not allowed to physically be in the same room, which is very depressing. <laughs> we're doing our best. Yes. <laughs> um, so Doug Ford has declared the Easter Bunny an essential worker following suite of other political leaders across the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, some people are saying that this is like silly or frivolous, but I think it's a good thing because kids are like kids understand what's going on to some degree, too, you know? I think that it's really, I think it's it's cute. Really, uh, yeah, and I actually, like, maybe I'm going too deep on this, but I think it's kind of important because kids are so reliant on, like, structure and routine. And this has completely thrown off their whole lives, like, their forms of socialization they're they're normal things it's probably hard for them to understand it honestly probably not ideal for their like development so if things can (laughs) be kept as stable as they possibly can like you know if kids can still have school and they can still do little recess with their siblings in their backyard or whatever and they can still have the easter bunny (laughs) like that's all positive Yeah, I think it's good, you know, like, it's, it, I think it plays an important role in acknowledging how this affects children, right? Like, definitely, and that's the, because a lot of people are just like, oh, I wish I was a kid right now, like, everything would be so much easier, and it's like, would it though? Because, like, no, I don't know, (laughs) like, (laughs) I lived through the ice storm in Kingston in the 90s, Mm -hmm. and it was pretty traumatizing (laughs) you know like just as an example of something like 
kids know what's going on and it affects them in ways that people don't realize because they don't take the time to think about it, you know? My brother and I both had the chicken pots during the ice storm. This is a great time for my mom, I'm sure. My mom was nine months pregnant. (laughs) Fuck. That'll fuck you up. Yeah, it was bad. Oh yeah, because your sister's a Pisces too, right? Yeah, March. Yeah. Um, I think that in like things like all holi- things that kids get excited for i think is also like kind of how they mark time and i, I exactly, think it's yeah. been not great for kids right now that they you know they probably aren't really understanding like the structures of days now that they they don't leave the house and then come home or whatever it's like if we can still be like oh easter's coming that means spring <laughs> you yeah. know that's positive and this is the sort of thing that kids worry about you know like I remember this is a horrifying story so listeners please just listener discretion is advised but um I lost my first tooth when I was really young um okay. I've had a full mouth of adult teeth for a very long time since I was a very little girl which is so me too oh my god I lost my teeth so young we must have looked horrifying when you think about it, it was <laughs> like Slenderman with full adult teeth um but I uh I've lost my first tooth in the bathroom of a Chinese restaurant because (laughs) my dad ordered some sort of fish and it came with the head still on and I thought it was disgusting and I threw up and I threw up my first tooth and my mom wouldn't let let me fish it out of the toilet Um, obviously (laughs) just wearing a public washer (laughs) Um, but I was like so afraid that the tooth fairy wouldn't come and she wouldn't find me so, like, we had to do this whole thing where, you know, my mom taught me to write a letter to the tooth fairy and explain that it was extenuating circumstances. So I didn't actually have a physical tooth to offer, but I would still get my, my toonie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I understand that children could be panicking about whether or not the Easter Bunny will find them. Yeah, totally. Because that's just, like, how <laughs> kids process things and, like, manifest their concerns right like i used to have kids at camp all the time that would be so afraid about losing a tooth at camp because they would think that the tooth fairy wouldn't find them Mm -hmm. and we weren't allowed to give kids money Mm -hmm. so whenever a kid would lose a tooth at camp we would be like get them to write a letter so that the tooth fairy would be able to find them Mm -hmm. and then we would write a letter back to the kid and put it in an envelope and fill the envelope with like gold glitter yeah (laughs) (laughs) and have to like explain delayed gratification to the child and like make sure that they received like their two dollars upon returning home from camp or whatever exactly yeah (laughs) it was a lot but I think it's important and like this time is hard for people who can you know who are able to deal with like changes in routine but it is really hard for kids too and even like people with disabilities and stuff are having a hard time like I was thinking about that too yeah it's just like I think anything that people can do to make it easier is really important yeah I I was thinking about that too with the Easter money thing because I also saw a post that was um about uh, like a an autistic guy who didn't understand why he can't couldn't celebrate his birthday at his favorite restaurant 
because that's what he does does every year. Um, And it's, like, important to know that, like, if we can provide comfort to children and people with disabilities and try to provide as much structure or, like, at least a reasonable fat simile, then it's completely harmless and actually, like, positive and useful to do things like tell the children that the Easter Bunny's still gonna drop. Exactly. <laughs> Just, that's all they're asking for, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think it's good. Dude, the, speaking of Easter, sorry, unrelated thing, the churches being deemed an essential service or people still opting to go to church or whatever is such a psychotic thing to me. I know, that's so scary. It's scary, but if you think about it, um, like, it made sense that people that are, like, true believers think that, like, God will protect them, right? Yeah. So they won't. But, you know, even if he doesn't and you just die of COVID, it's like, okay, well, that's God's will. Like, it's unfalsifiable. <laughs> yeah, you can't reason with people like that, right? Like, oh, my God, I was walking down the street the other day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the um the Jehovah's Witness Church on Gladstone? yeah. So I walked by it, and there was two people outside raking lawns. What? Like, raking raking the lawn of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, the snow had melted or whatever. Like, they were just, like, volunteers from the church. Yeah. Um, and this was right after the bylaws started giving out a lot of tickets to people for being out in public. Yeah. And there was a cop car across the street mm-hmm. parked in front of Spaceman Music. So I was walking past these people, and I heard them say to each other, one guy was like, this will be interesting, and, like, looked at the cop car, and then he's like, let me do the talking. And it's like, I don't think you're being persecuted for raking a lawn. Like, I don't think they're going to give you a ticket. (laughs) Honestly, like, I really don't think you're being persecuted. No. (laughs) I genuinely think the cop cars just, they're just parked there. Like, they're just parked there. It's not about you. (laughs) Yeah, no, for real. I think that the... I don't, I don't understand it because it's like, okay, I don't have a religious practice anymore, Yeah. you know, um, like I did when I was literally a child, um, <laughs> but if we can do everything remotely, you know, if we can socialize remotely, we can work remotely, we can exercise at home, we can, you know, we can stimulate, we can stimulate all these needs that we have at home and if you're truly religious it seems like that should be kind of like a like a private relationship between you and your beliefs or like you and your your god shouldn't you shouldn't that be like a, a process of introspection where you can be like alone with your faith and i know that church can be like a, a social thing for as well a lot yeah. of people but it's like why don't you just do zoom church they're doing yeah, like, they're doing Zoom twelve step meetings. People are doing Zoom workout classes. You know, like I don't understand. People do all sorts of those things for social reasons, right? You should be able to practice your religion from anywhere, right? Like, it shouldn't be reliant on a a physical space. No. It does. It doesn't make sense, right? Like it. Yeah. If you you supposedly like carry. Like, not to be too technical or, like, um, too literal, but, like, if you lit- if you carry the Lord in your heart with you, supposedly, you should be able to, should be able to <laughs> worship anywhere in the world. 
I yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. That's just a little a little advice about praying. Just <laughs> that's what you listen to bitch media for. You know, that's I don't want to make fun of anyone that prays or whatever, but I'm just no, saying no. you can do it on your own time by yourself, of course. Of course. Or with yeah, your loved not, ones that are ideal, in the same but... household. Yeah. FaceTime your grandma and say a prayer. She'll love it. I promise. That's true. She'll love it. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about the internet? Mm-hmm. The, the internet. internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. Sorry, I'm, hi- I'm hydrating. <laughs> That's okay. It's allowed. Okay. <clears throat> do you have a beef this week? I do. I have a small beef. It's a Twitter beef. Okay. I'm ready. I'm just, like, tired of people posting their nudes on Maine. Yep. <laughs> no, it's, like, I know that this isn't, like, necessarily a new thing that's happening. I'm seeing an uptick in it because of quarantine. I think people are just bored and stuff. But it's just, like, to me, following someone on the internet is, like, a contract, right? Yeah. And if I'm following your account and you don't have 18 plus in the bio or it doesn't say NSFW or you're not a locked account, like, I am not consenting to seeing your genitals if i'm following your alt that's locked and it says 18 plus in the bio then i'm entering a contract with you and that's fine but like i don't want to see it you know it's not what you normally post yeah what i'm here for um yeah that like it seeds being horny on man i'd say that posting your genitals on the internet is just really like uh, with Outside of the confines of, like you said, like the appropriate <laughs> venues, like a, a locked all or, you know, a cam girl account or something. Why, yeah, or something why are you posting that that's... nudes on your your main account? First of all, anyone can see that. Just, yeah. just DM. Why are you being horny into the void? That's crazy. <laughs> it's just like... I'm just at the point where I will mute or unfollow anybody that's doing that because I just personally, like, can't deal with it anymore, you know? No, I can't handle it either. And it's like, you know what? It's one thing to get a little schmutty, you know? You want to take a picture with your bra and your jeans on, whatever. I don't give a shit. I don't need to see your asshole. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm talking about, like, nudes nudes, you know? No, No, I've seen, like, upwards of two penises... Yeah. On the timeline, um, I've definitely seen some other some other shit that it was like, dude, I understand, you know, um, everybody needs attention, but it seems like you're some of you are acting out right now. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's positive. Just, I uh, I just can't do it anymore. I feel like it's never people you would want to see naked. Also. You know, it's like, what is going on that makes hot people allergic to doing this? I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> personally, I don't want to see anyone naked, so it's always someone I don't listen, want to Listen, listen, I don't either. Like, I'm literally sets negative, but I am, what <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> in the, like, in the grand scheme of things, if you have to see a stranger naked on the timeline, which is inappropriate in the first place, why is it never anyone hot? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, oh god, it's just awful. <laughs> I guess also all genitals are, are just 
like pretty unattractive so it doesn't yeah. e- it doesn't even matter if you're hot or not if you're posting fucking genitals outside of a sexual context right where that you're consenting to it's just like not something that i'm interested in seeing no absolutely not which like is electronically like digitally like you know what's that doing for you unless that's someone that you have like a consensual sexual relationship with yeah Anyways, that's my beef. I'm just, <laughs> just a little tired. Button up, everybody. It's not the, it's not the time. It was like, what did Mike's friend had a good post the other day? He's like, um, <laughs> since we're going to be here for probably like 18 months, maybe you guys should like save a little bit of cringe to post later on. <laughs> you guys like, are really getting through all your material really quick. Literally, what's next? You know, it's like, dude, we've been doing this for less than a month and people are already showing their fucking asshole on their main account. (laughs) (laughs) Save something for later, guys. Come on. Chill out. Let the mystery remain. It's not the time to be, you know, mentally ill online in that way. All right. (laughs) I, uh, speaking of, um, of horny, I have some, some dumb bitches. All right, I'm so ready. It's time for... Dumb... Dumb bitch... Of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, I gotta pull up these dumb bitches. Okay. So, I think people are getting worse... Okay. You know, because I I think they're reaching a breaking point. So like there was, there wasn't like a dry spell of dumb bitches. Like they always trickle in, you know. But but there's been like an uptick. There's definitely been an upward trend. Um. Mm. So I have three this week. Okay. So I tweeted to the effect of what you just said. Actually, I tweeted, "We're reaching the all-time peak for people you never wanted to see getting naked, getting naked." True. And a guy replied and said, "Am I doing this right? I'm age 37, single for 232 out of 240 past months, mostly due to lack of interest and energy for dating." Then he attached a picture of his naked body. In the replies to my tweet. <laughs> In the replies? Yes. Oh my god. I like that he's, uh, he gave a little bio, age 37, single for 232 out of 240 past months, mostly due to lack of interest and energy for dating. How many years is that? Uh, 240 months. Ew. 12 months a year. 10 years? 8 years. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Alright, just say that. Why, yeah, why is he tracking in months? Then he said... It's like a baby. Then he replied to that tweet and said, There's nothing horrific about the human body. Personally, I've cycled through the infamous Vienna nudist speech multiple times. And yes, 60-something Austrians of both sexes aren't very attractive, usually because they don't lift or whatever. But they're not visually offensive. Uh, 
no one asked. Then he replied to that tweet <laughs> and showed a, a video of like a 75 year old woman deadlifting okay. in a YouTube link and said, Meanwhile, look at this granny who's keeping things high and tight. Sure, she's wrinkly and all that, but I imagine her husband isn't complaining. This guy's really doing some, uh, <laughs> something, some science in the replies. Yeah. Um, Holy he's doing the most. All right. This, okay. So we got guy number two here. Oh yeah. Let's, let's hear it. Okay. So the first message he said, do you sell nudes? Okay. Okay. Second message. He said, as the best home trick I see on Twitter, do you have a bread recipe I should be using? <laughs> oh my god. He's like, alright, cool. That didn't get a response. Time to pivot into something else. Months later. <gasps> okay. He, I'm like, you're right. just ignoring the fact that you asked me for nudes, and then three months later you were like, nudes didn't work. I gotta talk to this bitch about her bread. <laughs> At least he stuck around, I guess. <laughs> That's that's funny, honestly. Good good for him. Yeah. Um, and then this last one is... So this... These are comments about my armpit hair that are on a picture from oh July of 2018. <laughs> We're doing this again? Yeah, but people keep adding to them. So they're nice. still commenting. So the original comment was from... Stoned nut locker 420 memes. Great. And he said, pits like that, shave that shit, you nasty thought. Right? Then some right. somebody else replied and said, I bet she doesn't give a fuck about your opinion. And then the original post said, hope she sees this, bro. Then a third account said, armpit hair is slept on. There are many practical and esoteric advantages to large, long armpit hair. Pheromone projection is one of them. Do you remember Mojo from Austin Power? It's basically that. In, in real life situations, it can arouse mates via the sense of smell. Also, it can be dyed fucking colors or perfumed. There is no evolutionary to so <laughs> there is no evolutionary or sociological cultural advantages to drone out laid hair though. Can people <laughs> stop doing science now? Men just want to do weird like um, battle of the sexes science like. E Evo psych sexual attraction science in my replies. Yeah, like I'm so glad that they're having this discussion though, honestly. Like good for them. Hey Sophie, just so you know, there's no uh, evolutionary or sociocultural advantage to having grown out leg hair, so great. I guess I'll shave then. Yeah, time to pack it up. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> You know, I was doing it for the evolutionary benefits. I what almost toe hair. Is there almost... evolutionary benefits to toe hair? <laughs> there is if you're a hobbit, so you'll be fine. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I almost replied. This is the worst part about getting replies like this, right? It's like sometimes I'm tempted to reply. I almost replied and was like, I shaved my legs. But then I was like, what? <laughs> What's the 
any reason, just because I like having smooth legs, but <laughs> it's like you can't, you can't engage no, with these people. What, what if I sent that guy a bread recipe? You know, like the... what would happen? Oh God, maybe I'd rather milk the uh, the dumb bitches a little bit more, but <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> You have a tweet? Jesus, I do have a tweet. All right. All right. It was hard, you know? I almost picked Clintoris, but... I thought about I it. I thought about it. I uh, ended up going with Punished Zizek, friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Eating pussy is perhaps the most revolutionary act imaginable. That's true, if you asked any man who is over the age of 40. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just take, remember that article about polyamory being, like, re- the most revolutionary act imaginable? Yes, the, the quiet revolution. The quiet revolution. I, uh, take me back to that time, you know? <laughs> simpler, simpler time. God, that was such a horrible article. <laughs> Said it before and I'll say it again, banned think pieces. I'm writing a think piece while we're in quarantine, personally. Okay, well, I can't wait to read it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, it was really hard to choose this week, because I have two that I really like. Um, do both. Okay, fuck it. Let's go. So number one is from Crispy Stream at Mitchie okay. Such. And he said, hobbies are for weak-minded individuals. Just sit around staring at objects like a pimp. <laughs> Yo, that's true. That's what I do all day. That's literally true. It's executive dysfunction gang. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the episode, sorry to reference Seinfeld, but the episode of Seinfeld with um, the guy who does the voice of Kronk in Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. And he plays Elaine's boyfriend and she gets freaked out because he just like, they go on a flight mm-hmm. and on the plane she brings like magazines and stuff and he's just sitting there staring at the back of the seat. <laughs> And she was like, aren't you bored? And he's like, nah, I'm good. And she's like, do you want to read a magazine? And he's like, nah, I'm fine. It's, that's oh, just him, himbo royalty. Do yeah, you want he's to, just chilling. Do you want to know something so funny? Um, Aggie told, mm-hmm. sent me a message on Twitter to say that my boyfriend looks like Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that's a compliment. Which is true, I know. And then I was like, we should be Kronk and Yzma. For Halloween. <laughs> oh my god, you guys should be. Um, I said the other day that Mike kind of looks like Donny Osmond in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, for sure. Mike looks like any big guy with long dark hair. Exactly. He actually looks like every tough guy from the 80s. If you watch yeah. like a shitty 80s movie. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Kronk made me fucking laugh. Um, all right. And the second tweet is from at Leonard Sremmerd. And he, okay. he said, Slavs are POC. Hashtag Slavs are POC. Hashtag just my two cents. <laughs> hashtag just my two cents. And I'd like to say that that one goes out to a uh, friend of the pod, Rob from Dumb and Awful, and friend of the pod, KB, our, our two favorite Slavs. Slavic royalty. Slav, Slavic royalty. We got Polish people and Ukrainian people, and we don't acknowledge the rest of them. 
Not sure of what else is there, really, actually. <laughs> Couldn't name any other type of slop. <laughs> it's just as Polish people are so loud, they just drown out the discourse of the rest of them, you know? <laughs> Ukrainians, it's like we know about them because of, like, the painted eggs. Yeah, of course. The pisanka. Yes, the pistanka. <laughs> I used to make those when I was a kid because I went to a babysitter who was, like, Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or, sorry, she was Polish, and they make them too. So she would always make us make them around Easter, and mine were always so shitty looking because I'm bad at art. <laughs> Butch icon. Yeah. <laughs> You're shining early by being bad at egg painting. <laughs> I would always make a black egg with, like, one white flower on it, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> fast forward three years later and you're wearing board shorts you know exactly. <laughs> like i'm saying fast fuck that's funny <laughs> being bad at egg painting yeah I, I was all right should we finish all right episode? yeah i gotta pee okay all right cool good to punch away the punch away the episode that way okay yeah, I think so. For the listeners who don't know, <laughs> I peed before. <laughs> no, okay. Okay, uh... it. All right. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good week. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Okay. Bye.